Hello there. So with the Batman now just a little over a week away from release, thought now was the perfect time to look back and do a throwback review on director Matt Reeves' first ever film, which was Cloverfield, which uh, tells the story of uh, it's, it's of a group of friends who, and there's a giant creature attacks New York. They're separate, and they have to go back to try and find one of their friends who's Beth, who's attract, who's uh, trapped in her apartment. Very simple story. It's also done through found footage, a lot of, of video camera footage and things like that. One of those types of deals. So I remember when the Cloverfield first came out, it came out at the beginning of 2008. And when the months leading up to it, there was this big marketing campaign and things like that. that had a, a teaser trailer where it didn't even reveal a title, I believe. It just had this uh, the a shot which quickly became quite iconic of the uh, Statue of Liberty's head rolling down the street. And people were wondering, oh, what's this, what's this, what's this about? And, of course, it was also produced by J.J. Abrams, who had just really recently done, I think, Lost had not long finished by then. Of course, J.J. Abrams is famous for his, like, mystery box type thing, uh, like, doing things that do call, come, come across with a lot of mystery and things like that, so... And so it turns out it was a big, giant monster. It was a Godzilla-type thing. So that's what I was, basically. So there you go. Uh, so oh, I remember I seen this film when it first came out, uh, and I liked it, and I've watched it again on TV since, uh, not long ago. So this is the first, yeah, I watched this over the weekend there for the first time in ages, in absolute years. So it was interesting to see how it held up. The first 15 minutes or so were a bit of a slog, to be fair, but it's got to be done. You've got to introduce the characters as such. So, you know, you, it's always the kind of thing, get the humans out of the way. The humans are actually fine in this film. One thing I'd completely forgot about it is uh, T.G. Miller is in this. As it, it, You'll probably know better known, know he's better known as Deadpool's pal. So, you know, completely forgot he was in this. Everyone else here is kind of just, like, people that I've never heard of. I think the the woman, the girl that plays Beth, I actually cannot pronounce her name. So sorry about that, so I'm not even going to try it. Uh, she was in a horror film called The Unborn which was kind of forgettable, but I vaguely remember seeing it. That's kind of a contradiction, you saying it's forgettable, but I vaguely remember watching it, but I don't remember anything that happens in it. But um, she's actually very good in this film. She's really good, probably the best performance of all the people here. But um, other people, they're all pretty much unknown for the most part. Now, the first 15 minutes or so were a bit of a slog, and I was kind of thinking, hmm, uh, I don't know, maybe this won't hold up so well. But see, once it actually gets going, once the creature attack starts, it's actually a lot of fun. This is a really, really damn good film, and I would, now it reminded me of why I enjoyed it when it first came out. And yeah, the uh, the stuff with the, now one of the things is that with it being a found footage and a video camera type thing, this could be really, really annoying. And I hate shaky cam for the for all for the most part. However, the shaky cam is actually not too bad in this. It's honestly. You would expect it to shake more. I've seen like regular action films when the camera shakes a lot more when it than it does here. And at least when the camera shakes here, there's an air of authenticity to it because, yeah, because well, it would shake to be fair if something like this was going on. And there is a you could argue that it's kind of stupid. Why would somebody be stupid enough to film this type of thing while it's going on? But let's be real. People would do that. We all know they would. So, you know, there you have it. So, and in fact, even 
even even now more so in, in this time than they would even back what fourteen years ago. This came out, so you know, <laughs> maybe they were ahead of their time with this doing this. So. Uh, other thing though, so what there is, there's some, there's some really great tension in this film as well, and it's once it really gets into it, the tension never really stops. And the good thing about this film is it's like it's less than eighty minutes, so it's like it's really short. This film, so it zips up even with the, uh, the the first fifteen minutes or so being a bit of a slog, it doesn't really matter. Once it really gets into it, it just bombs along at a cracking old pace. The, the and the creature itself looks great. You get very very few proper looks at it, which is actually a good thing. You don't want to show it all the time and things like that. But when you do, it looks great. This was relatively low budget for this type of thing as well, so you know it works really really well. There's some people were worrying because the Batman's going to be PG thirteen rated in the U in the US, but I believe this was a apparently PG-13 rated as well but it's actually quite gory there's one in, in some parts it's not all the time it's, a, it's not a gore fest but there are some gory moments as good, including one particular shocking moment I think you'll know what it is if you've if you've actually seen the film so I, I was people worrying about that like, I wouldn't really worry about it I mean let's be honest The Dark Knight was PG-13 as well let's be real and of course as well this film was actually rated 15 in the UK and which is kind of like the, the equivalent of the R rating, and the Batman, I believe, is now also 15 rated. So, having said that, the UK's ratings can sometimes be a bit weird because, like, the Venom films were 15 and he, over here for some strange reason, and the first the first Suicide Squad as well. So, whatever, you know, I would, I'd take that with a grain of salt, whatever, but uh, I digress. But, but yeah, overall, Cloverfield, it was fun re watching it again. It was. Uh, uh, it was a, an enjoyable film. It's one of those things, if you like like giant monster films, like if you're a fan of, I'm a fan of, I like Godzilla and things like that, so I've got a soft spot for this type of thing. It was fun re-watching it. First 10-15 minutes, as I said, was a bit of a slog, but once it gets going, a lot of fun. It was actually really good re-watching it again. And you can sort of see that, and this is a very, very impressive first direct directorial debut for Matt Reeves. You can actually see this guy knows what he's doing. And to get to do something like this, you can sort of see why he's went on to the other stuff he's done. He's, of course, went off. After this, he went on and done uh, Let Me In, which was a remake of a Swedish vampire film, which is really damn good as well. I rewatched that. I, I actually, not rewatched, I actually watched that for the first time this week, so I probably won't have time to do a review for it, a separate review for it, so I'll, I'll mention it in this. That film's really good, definitely worth watching. So I really enjoyed that. And, of course, he'd done a couple of the Planet of the Apes films as well. They were great as well. So he's really now building his CV up and to get his crack at Batman now, which is great. And of course, this was all marketed more so because Matt Reeves here was an unknown director, but it was marketed more so on J.J. Abrams because he was coming off a of Lost, as I mentioned earlier. So, eh, well, there you go. So Clover, and of course, there was a, a sequel, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which was actually really good too, well worth looking at. It had John Goodman and Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it. That's actually really good too, well worth watching, but Matt Breeze was just a producer on that, he didn't direct. So there you have it. There's my throwback review of Cloverfield. It was fun re-watching it again, and if you like giant monster films, definitely worth checking out if you've not seen it. So there you have it. So uh, probably tomorrow, a bit later on today, I'm supposed to be going to see Death on the Nile, so I'll probably review that tomorrow. So anyway, thanks very much for taking the time to listen, and goodbye. <laughs>